All right, hey y'all, and welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. Um, this week got a, I guess a friend that I've known for I don't know since high school, maybe a little before. Um, but um, KJ Ross, episode sixty, and as always, we all have a story, we all have struggles, and the good news is we're not alone. Um, KJ, thanks for coming on, and sure, sure, um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah, because we've been talking about you know, doing this episode for what, a couple months and you've been traveling for work and, um, life kind of, you know, the older we get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess we met, I mean, it was definitely at the Harris Y pick up basketball. Um, I was an angry, crazy white dude out there trying to fight everybody. <laughs> and then, uh, your uncle, um, coach was the assistant basketball coach at Covenant Day for me. Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, that's yeah. right, brother-in-law. Um, so shout out to Aaron. Um, he was, yeah, he was a very um, patient and humble guy, and um, I respected him a lot and uh, learned a lot from him. So, but um, yeah, so I'm gonna kick it over to you, kind of um, allow allow you just to share a little bit of your journey, and then we'll just have a conversation. And because um, you know, as I say, um, everyone's got a story and. A journey and struggles but um we're not alone even though we feel like we're alone in the midst of um that dark mm. journey in our life um so that's the purpose of this podcast i started um to share my story but then to have others on to share their stories so that others can relate and um hear you know other people's stories just to know that they're not alone all right all right um so we start uh, honestly i can say it's it started in elementary school yeah. Um you're where are you from Charlotte? Yeah, from Charlotte, Charlotte. born and raised. Uh same here. Um went to Cotswold uh elementary school, kindergarten to third grade. Okay. Um and my mother was a teacher. Well still is a teacher there. Even though she's retired, she goes back and still helps out. Oh nice. Yes. Um How yeah. was that having your mom there? Because I had the I was at Old Providence. Yeah. And my mom started out as a substitute. Um and then was a teacher's assistant. Um, but elementary school, I didn't mind having her there. I think maybe yeah. an older, it would have been a different story maybe, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, it was it was good to have her there, but at the same time, I I think it was the reason why I felt like everybody was against me. Hmm. So all the teachers, um, they would try to talk to me any type of way. Um, you would think because my mom taught there that they would kind of give me some lead with. It you would think a, it was a total opposite. So, um, like they would try to get me in trouble for the smallest things, like smallest things. Like it, I remember, I remember this this day, like, like to this day. So, um, I was hanging with a couple of my friends, um, during recess and some girl came over and like started to spit on us. So the spit, <laughs> yeah. Like just started spitting on us and <laughs> we were playing, I think we were playing basketball or just standing out with it for, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what we were doing. Uh -huh. I know we were just in a circle and she, she spat on me she spat on a couple of my other friends and, um, I probably shouldn't have did it, but I picked up a rock and threw it at her. <laughs> I mean, it's elementary school. Like yeah. you're not thinking, Yeah, you're just like, why are you doing that? Exactly. Like, and I didn't, I mean, I knew not to hit her, but it was just like, okay, well, this is the closest thing I can do to like, without hit, physically me. hitting yeah, yeah. make her feel me so i picked the rock up threw it at her hit her like square in the forehead like david and goliath yeah hit a <laughs> square in the forehead and um i remember just a teacher 
making me go and stand up and like she stopped recess for everybody. Stopped recess, got everybody in a circle, made me stand up in front of the circle and was like, this is what you don't do to women and blah, 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 or to girls. And uh, I'm like, she was spitting on us first. Like, why, mm-hmm. is she, why is she not in trouble? And I mean, I get that I threw the rock, but she's right. not in trouble at all. So I think I got suspended for like two or three days. So that was the first time that, you know, kind of you felt ostracized. Yeah. And yeah. how did that, I mean, what grade? I mean, elementary. I think I was in probably like second grade. I mean, young kids. Yeah. So like how did, from there on, what was your mindset? If you can remember second grade um, kind of. I mean, it was, I really didn't have a mindset. It was just to try to make it through school. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it continued on, you know, through third grade. I ended up going to Sharon Road Elementary. Mm-hmm. And it was the same exact thing. Um, I was walking the track every day for getting in trouble for it small things mm-hmm. so it was like i always got in trouble for the smallest things and it, nobody else got in trouble so i end up i was only there for like maybe a month or two and they was just like look we don't want you at this school anymore and it was like go dang so then i had to go to myers park traditional i went there from third third to fifth grade it got a little better yeah um i really didn't get in that much trouble there i just didn't just didn't like school, so mm-hmm. I would try to get out of school as much as possible. But um, then middle school came, sixth grade. Uh, everybody knew, I, you know, I played basketball and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so they were kind of waiting on me to get to seventh grade so I can start playing basketball. Yep. But um, stuff happened in, in middle school, and you know, I'm I'm with the LGBTQ community plus mm-hmm. um, and all of that. You know, I have no problem anybody that you know represents that and it was this one guy who started a rumor and that still goes on to this day that you know he did some stuff with me and now he's he's been spreading a rumor about me this is in sixth grade since the seventh grade or seven i'm 30 years old now and i'm when i say like it's it it became bad like further down you know like a just a few years ago um you know I, i had a girlfriend at the time and he made a uh, a back page, like of me. What's it for listeners? What's a back so a, page? A back page is something for I I think it was for gays, like mm-hmm. for gay people. Um, like they can come on there and you know message you. It's it's kind of like the Tinder, okay. Um, uh, all that stuff today. Yeah, but it was only on the websites. Okay, so you have to go to the website. You know, he had my pic my my picture on there. Um, he had a picture of me and my ex girlfriend on there. Um, he had my telephone number on there, like all of that. And it's a defamation. Basically. Um, and my ex-girlfriend's dad calls me into his office one day. It's like, yo, like, what is this? Like, why is my daughter's face on this? I'm like, I have no idea who's doing this. And like I said, it's it's been going on. Seventh like, grade to third, I don't, that's 20, I don't know. Long, yeah, like, yeah. what, like, so, I mean, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I have, you know, that stuff going on. Um, but back, you know. Still in middle school, um, it was just, you know, trying to deal with, with stuff like that and try to play sports because I played football and basketball in, in, in middle school. And was that your kind of safe haven? Yeah. Like sports? It, yeah, because, like, I felt like it was my, my, my getaway. Yep. Like, I don't I have to. I feel that because that, that was yeah, mine, too. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to deal with this. Um, I can come here for two hours, three hours, play basketball, get buckets, you know, and now afterwards, I Whatever is going on, I'll, I'll handle it then. But right now, this is yeah. This is just this is 
Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Um, it's therapeutic. Yeah. Eighth grade, didn't really deal with anything. Um, ninth grade. Uh, Your high school was a little. Yeah. <laughs> high school was kind of shaky. High school was kind of shaky. Yeah, I remember. Um, ninth grade, uh, got an awakening. Because um, I, through middle school, I kind of like slacked off because I knew I would. Middle school work was, was easy for me. Mm-hmm. When I, once I got to high school, it was like, all right, like I got to lock in. But I just didn't understand it. So I started slipping um, grades. You know, head coach, uh, Coach Terry, brought me out of math or brought me out of a class one day. I'm talking about cursed me out. I was crying. Like, that's how, like, that's how, bad, yeah, like, that's how <laughs> bad he cursed me out. I was yeah. crying. Um, but it was coming from a loving place. Yeah, it was place, coming from like a place. tough and, love. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I still talk to Coach Terry to this day. Um, 10th grade. Kind of the same thing, but you know, I still got through with it. But mm-hmm. we at, at South Meg, I still got through with it. Eleventh grade, just couldn't do it. Like couldn't do it. And at South Meg, like test scores counted for a lot. Mm-hmm. I just could not pass tests. Like I just I didn't understand it. Yeah. It and, wasn't that you weren't trying, it was just Yeah, because I only like throughout high school, I only missed four days. I missed four days of high school, like all four years. And where earlier in your educational career yeah, just, you were trying to get I was out trying to get out <laughs> but, <laughs> but high you school, knew you had to lock in yeah, like so high school you know i i was trying to stay but um I, I just had but i had a lot of stuff going on too mm-hmm. um like dealing with stuff at home um and like i've been dealing with that since a child so it's just trying to maneuver through stuff at home trying to go to school and get my grades and basketball and then at the time the football coach wanted me to play but coach terry was like you either gonna play basketball or you're gonna play football i'm like okay i don't want to play football because there's some guys on that team that's like six four six three six two like 280 pounds and i don't want to get hit because you're what five eleven like five, five ten yeah back and back then i was probably like five six maybe <laughs> 130 soaking wet like yeah oh uh, yeah i'm i'm good on football so i'll just play <laughs> basketball um, but yeah, I mean, even in high school, I had teachers do the same thing to me. Like they just, I don't know what it was. I was, I was about to ask, what do you think it was? Like, I honestly don't know what it, it sounds was, like. You just had that target. Yeah. On I had, back. I, I've had a, I've had a, I feel like, and like you said, I feel like I've had a target on my back since I was younger. Like I was younger. I was never like the type to be put on a pedestal as much as everybody else, even though I was talented. I felt like I was just as good as everybody yeah. else. Or even um, better on yeah. the basketball court, I would yeah, say. Yeah, because I mean, like, these are my brothers, like, to this day, like, Ian Miller, Marquise Rankin, Jacoby Davis, Jarrell Eddy, like, we all played on the same AAU team. And, you know, they I played against Jarrell yeah. when he was at Cannon. Yeah. And we, we've all played on the AAU, same AAU team since we were seven years old. Mm-hmm. But brothers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Since like, seven years old. Yeah. And I still talk to all of them to this day. And, you know, I was never put out there as much as them. And I, I always felt that. Like, how come I don't get the same praise everybody else does? Mm-hmm. You had so, that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, like I had a chip on my shoulder. So, I mean, when it came to high school, it was the same thing. Like, I'm scoring, you know, 18 a game as a junior, not even getting a write-up in the paper. You know, even though I didn't play the second half of, you know, the season junior or senior year due to grades, Yeah, I still scored 1,000 points. That's I was going to say, yep. Like, <laughs> as I, I saw a post on Facebook, I think it was recently. Yeah. That you had posted a long time ago, but brought it back up. Like, yeah. why, you know, I, why I am I not, was it don't get retirement or just a recognition? I, st- what- I still don't get recognized for anything. Like, for anything I did at South Mac. 
Like, and I, I feel like I can toot my own horn. I would, I feel like I was one of the reasons why a lot of people went to South Mill because I did try to transfer. I mean, your name, I mean, I remember I went to Covenant Day, obviously. And I tried to transfer to Covenant Day. Yep. My teachers, exact. So bring this up again. My teacher sent a letter to the, to the Dean at Covenant Day saying that I was a bad student. That's the reason why I didn't get in. Really? That's the reason why I didn't get in. I, I tried twice. I didn't. I remember you trying, but I didn't know the. Yeah. I tr- I tried to leave South Meg twice. Cause I remember you. I remember you were trying to leave, but I didn't know the reason. I tried to leave South Meg twice. I tried to go to Covenant Day and I tried to go to Charlotte, and a teacher sent stuff to both schools. Cause you have to get a teacher referral or exactly. whatever. Exactly. They sent they sent stuff to both schools. So during my senior year, um, I had to teach myself biology. I, mean, I, I couldn't even barely pass that with the teacher teaching me. I got kicked out of class. So it was, it was one day in biology. Um, and this is why I say, like, I felt like teachers, like it was just a few teachers that just did not like me. They just hated you. Yeah. So hate's a strong word. Yeah. It it sounds like that. It was one day, it was one day in class we were taking a test and I was probably being a smart aleck, but I was like, you know what? I don't care. We're all being smart at that age. Yeah. So I'm like, but there was, on the paper, there was nowhere to write our name. Like it did, because you know how when you get a paper, it says name and then date. Generally, top writers. Right. Yep. And there was nothing there. And so I'm looking around the class. I'm like, hey, like, where do we write our name? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, somebody asked her. They were like, no, nah, I don't want to ask her. I'm like, I'll ask her. Yeah. So I raised my hand. I was like, hey, like, what do we write our name on the paper? She was like, are you really asking me that question? Like, are you really asking me that question? You know what? I know you're just trying to be smart. You know what? Get out. I'm like, all right. So I get up. Um, she calls the security guard, Mr. Harris. Mr. Harris comes down. Like I was cool with Mr. Harris. Yeah. Like, and um, cause he came to the basketball games and, you know, we always talked about different stuff. And um, he was like, KJ, what you do this time? I was like, I really didn't do anything. I asked her what it put our name on the paper and she got mad. So she's standing outside talking to Mr. Harris and, she, and I'm standing, in, I'm standing in the doorway. Yeah. Like in the doorway, trying to listen to what she's saying. And she was like, you know what? Move, get out of the way. And she made me stand behind the door. She decides to push the door up against me. So I pushed it back at her. And she was like, you know what? I don't, even, I don't want him in this class ever again anymore, blah, blah, blah. So I had him hopped into um, go to the assistant principal's office every morning for first block. For biology. For biology and teach myself biology. All she did was hand, hand the paperwork to the assistant principal the principal gave me the paperwork. I had to figure everything out on my own. And now that was that was one of the courses that I had to pass to graduate high school. Would you do you remember what you got in that? I think I got maybe a C. I mean that's it's passing. That's what I mean, and you taught yourself I had biology. to teach myself biology in high school to pass to to graduate. That I mean <laughs> yeah. So so you got this chip on your shoulders, target on your back, starting kind of from third grade. Um, dealing, navigating stuff at home. And then you have going into middle school, this seventh grade um, rumor that's carrying on. What's your mindset? Like, um, like, are, I mean, because for me, I don't really remember depression, anxiety, mental yeah. health wasn't really talked about. Right. So like what, what's going on with you? Um, I just, I mean, I had, I had basketball. Like I had, I had a had an outlet. Like I was literally going to every day, like every day. Whether I'm spending four hours, five hours, six hours, just trying to be away from everything. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm going by myself or um, with you know a couple of my best friends, Julius, Julius Polite, John Parham, 
uh, Mario Cloud, Mel Hunt, whether we were going to, didn't matter. Like I was just trying to be away from everything going on and, you know, not think about it. But basketball was, basketball was definitely. I mean, it showed on the court, yeah. you know, because we played pickup, I guess that was starting high school, early high school. And, yeah. you know, as I said earlier, I was always angry out there. Mm-hmm. Cause I had my own stuff. I, I was dealing with. Talk <laughs> yeah, about I that. I mean, I, yeah, like I I'm sure running pickups wasn't always the most fun with me. No, it was cool. But I'm saying, like, when I would get angry, like you know, because I had a lot of stuff going on outside too, yeah. and my outlet was you know fighting and stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't care who you were. Like, I never see, fought with see, you and others that I knew. Exactly. But, like, but see, that's the thing. That's why I like playing with you because I'm like, all right, well, I know if. If something goes down, no Chad got my back. So yeah, it, you know, likewise. But <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm, I'm okay playing with him. I'm cool. Yeah, um, but that was an outlet for me. Even yeah. though sometimes I would, it would seem like it was more stressful, but it was still an outlet, mm-hmm. and I was able to let that aggression out. Yeah, you know, um, different walks of life. You know, I would get in trouble for talking. You know, um, but seventh grade, I moved over to Covenant Day from Carmel Middle. Um, cause I was struggling just academically cause ADD was an issue for me. You just couldn't concentrate and in the public schools here, they're not the best. Right. It's, um, you know, you're not getting that extra help if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of just get lost. Yeah. And so that was the reason for going to covenant day. Um, and thankfully I got in and was able to get that help. Um, but I mean, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, but basketball was definitely an outlet for me. Um, so going back to, you know, grad biology, you graduate, um, what's next so after that? Um, I ended up having to go to a, a, a junior college, mm-hmm. um, Rockham community college. And where's that? It's in, uh, Reedsville, North Carolina. Okay. On the outskirts. Um, I always tell people that, uh, it was probably one of my worst mistakes going there, but it was kind of a, a lesson for me. Um, cause they don't have a basketball program. So I went there, um, made a first team all conference freshman year, averaging about 14 and seven assists. Um, so that was really like the first time I ever got like recognized for playing mm-hmm. basketball. Cause I, your name wasn't associated yeah, like with, from the city of Charlotte exactly. and you were your own person, your own identity out there. About. Correct. Um, but I did do some, some, some dumb stuff while I was there. Which we all do. I mean, yeah. um, whoever listens has listened to this, they know yeah. my history. Yeah. But thankfully, we're given second chances. Right. Um, so it was, it was a few times, me and my roommate, uh, Bobby Scriven, we would, uh, we would go to different restaurants and just say we forgot our order or you, they, they forgot our order. Uh-huh. And they would just give us free food. Like they would, and we, went, we did that for like a week. And I don't know how they caught on to it. Somebody mm-hmm. caught on to it. And they told our coach, and our coach is like, you guys keep doing that. I'm going to kick you out of school. He was the, the AD as well. Okay. So I'm like, So he had some power. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro, like, no more free food. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, more, no more free food. Um, then I also did some, some other dumb stuff, too, that, I, you know, um, it was one of my teammates. I, I, was, I, I thought it was a joke, but, you know, it, it wasn't. Like, I, I, I drew, a, drew a penis on, his, on the back of his car. Like, mm-hmm. With, yeah. with a key like keyed it in oh wow yeah and you know me being young i'm thinking like oh this is a joke like he can fix like blah, blah, blah. and he ended up punching me in the face like in the locker room and uh 
Granted, team I, chemistry really yeah. not going too well now. Right. So um, he ended up getting kicked off the team because I, I didn't react to it because I knew I was in the wrong. Yep. Um. So I, I, I actually ran like after he hit me, and um. But you're not that type of person, right? You're and very that, and, level headed. Yeah. And and I mean, I I can get there, but I don't think, I don't think I ever will. Correct. It takes you. Yeah, I've never it, seen it take, you. It takes a lot. I've never seen you. Yeah. Snap. Yeah, like a, you've seen me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think it'll take a lot for me to get there. But I actually ran, um, ran straight to the coach. Like like I said, he's the AD. Um, made me bleed a little bit, but uh, I took it though. Yeah, I took it like a champ. There you go. So uh, like I said, like he, ended, he ended up getting yeah yeah my guy. I know that's why um, I threw it out there. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yep. We'll talk about. It. Uh, but yeah, I end up you know going to the dean. Um, what else was his name? But he was AD. <laughs> uh, Ironic. <laughs> End up kicking him off the team. I got suspended for like two games, three games. Um, but, you know, came back after that. Uh, so what's your mindset? You've got in trouble for the free food. Yeah. Now the King incident. Mm-hmm. Are you like, I need to get my shit together? Or is it kind of like still, I mean, and from what I've dealt with in my life here and years now, yeah. you got that tar, you got that chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, so I get where this outburst, whatever yeah. you want to call them yeah. kind of are you what's going on um and on top of that i was coming off a torn rotator cuff so i had to i had surgery i had to miss the first half of the my sophomore season and you couldn't even practice or play practice so there goes your anything. outlet all right i couldn't practice or anything um then i then that happens so now it's just like all right bro like you only have like a few more months to play basketball here and then you have to figure it out because you have no, I had, I had no looks, which was crazy for me. Cause like I said, yeah. I was, I was a freshman that made all conference at the Juco level. And, and Juco is yeah very, it's, yeah, it was tough. Cause we, we were playing, you know, Lewis, uh, Lew, Lewisburg who had a couple D ones on their team, mm-hmm. played Hargrave military Academy who had uh Montrez Harrell, uh, Dez Wells, Marquise Rankin, Cody Miller, McIntyre, like we're playing guys like that that are in the league now, yeah, and like, uh, like, and it's not PJ a, it's, Harrison, it's, yeah. like guys like that, and, and it's not a soft uh, I, yeah. schedule. <laughs> and I'm and I'm hanging with them, and then you know we play Fishburn with TJ Hollis on yep. it, and you know Tevin I ran Jones to him was on not it. too long ago. So shout out TJ, yeah, ran him at church. That's my guy. Yeah, and, he, um, he listens to these because uh, yeah. he travels for work. He was telling me and. He said this is good to um, for him just to listen to, and yeah. it was good to catch up. I hadn't seen him in a while because yeah. I lost touch with all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, yeah. So you know, playing against those guys and still you know not getting any recognition. Um, That's gotta, bro. It, it, it make it, you feel some type of way. It sucked. It sucked because like to have no looks like at all, and and I mean, and going back third grade yeah you're never getting the benefit of the doubt you're never it's always something right right i mean high, like to go back to high school um i kind of did it to myself like yeah you know it's with the grades and stuff like that because i had richmond and bucknell lehigh like i had some oklahoma had d1 schools looking at me wake forwards and skip prosper was there you know, rest in peace to him yeah um he was looking at me too and just didn't have the grades to go anywhere so everybody just cut because ties. grades are yeah because you got to get into the the school, I mean, there's a little bit of slack, but still yeah. you got to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like some teachers can just, hey, push yeah. this grade up a little. Nobody wanted to do it for me. so Or they wouldn't help you with the extra after school, the exactly. tutoring or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, 
So after I left Rockingham, uh, uh, my brother-in-law, Aaron Alexander, who's with EA Prep Stars, um, he helped me get to Mount Ida, grew up in Boston. Cold. Um, cold. <laughs> and uh, I got there, and um, it was mandatory for the basketball team to run cross country. Never ran cross country a day in my life. I didn't. That's not track. That's cross country. Yeah. like That's the long distance. Don't like running. I never ran for fun. Like I never liked to run for fun. I think for basketball, the most we would do was a mile. Yeah. And this was five miles, like every morning in about 40 degree weather. Because it's Boston. Boston. <laughs> yeah. Like August, Boston. So um, I ended up being really good, though. And I mean, I, conditioning, I'm sure. Yeah. I, because I, I never got tired. So I, I never got tired. And then, you know. You're a point guard, shooting yeah, guard. So yeah. you got the endurance. And then running in Boston, like the, the scenery was really nice. So it was like, I'm just running just looking at stuff like not even paying attention to to the distance or, or anything correct, yeah. <laughs> so uh you truly were able to escape yeah, yeah so like the the first the first meet um that i had to run in i th- i came in like ninth or tenth place out of like 40 people and mm-hmm. i actually I, I beat the guy that actually ran cross country that was on our team oh, we wow. had one cross country run that was on our team the rest were basketball players so that's one reason they needed yeah <laughs> yeah um but then Reality struck. Uh, room and board was fifteen five by itself. It was a private school. Mm. Um, couldn't afford it. Uh, tried everything. Tried my uncle. He tried to you know do the loan thing for me. Yeah. My sister, my mom, my dad. Because they knew you're talented. Yeah, everybody. Like I literally tried everybody. It was either they made too much money or didn't make enough. So now I'm only there for five weeks, and I'm literally going home on my birthday. Hmm. Had to leave school on my birthday because couldn't afford it. And I mean, I've been locked up on a birthday before, but at least I was around people. Whereas yeah. you, you're traveling home by yourself, a thousand like, miles away. Getting on and a, this is something yeah. that a goal you've been wanting to get to. And I mean, it was a journey, but you had yeah. gotten there. And now five weeks in, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go home. Yep. Came home, um, got a job working at Foot Locker. Worked at Foot Locker for six years. Um, but while I was there, uh, I ended up taking some courses at CP that next semester. Um, and then I ended up transferring to Virginia Union. Mm-hmm. Went to Virginia Union for a year. Loved it. Probably shouldn't have left. But <laughs> reality set in again right before I left. So during the summertime, I'm playing in the Pro-Am mm-hmm. um, here in Charlotte. And I was playing really well. And the last program that I played in uh, was at John C. Smith. Yep. And Coach Cheryl, uh, who's one of the coaches there, he was like, man, what are you going to do for school next year? I was like, well, I mean, I don't know you. I'm trying to go back to Virginia Union. Um, coach just didn't want me, like, at all. Like, he, he, he saw me work out. Like, I was a manager of the basketball team mm-hmm. the whole year. Um, it was to the point where I was practicing with the team. How like, was that being a man? I mean – you know you can play, yeah. run with them, probably better than most of them. But again, you're not getting that benefit, yeah. that look that, yeah. you know, and you're a manager. Like, I mean, for me, my pride would not have allowed me to do that. Bro, it was it was so many times I'm like, dude, I know I shouldn't be a manager. I, but going in, I, I didn't have the grades to play. Okay. So, it so that was the re- starting out, okay. Yeah, so um, I just didn't have the grades to play. And, uh, but the coach wanted me to be around because he saw how good I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so every game I'm, you know, traveling with the team, 
water boy here, washing jerseys and, you know, and practicing with the team. School and learning probably. plays. <laughs> yeah, learning plays and, and all of that. Uh, we go to New York uh, to play in um, a classic. We played at Barclays. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I remember, like, we were out to maybe two or three o'clock in the morning at some random laundromat washing jerseys. I'm like, dude, like, I know I shouldn't be doing Like, that. what am I doing? Yeah, like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know that. Like, I was I didn't washing that. jerseys no. at three o'clock in the morning, knowing I had to be back up at nine to go around to each person's room to knock on their door to make sure they're awake for shooting around. Because we had a game. We had a game the next day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm a, uh, but then, you know, fast forward to the end of the season. I, but I was literally, I would, like, even after practice, I was working out, like, getting up shots on the gun. Because you it, still, I mean, that's, yeah, again, was, going back, that's your the passion yeah, and passion. your escape kind of from yeah, all everything stuff that, was, that you're dealing everything with. Everything that was going on. Um, and uh, I, ended up getting a, I ended up getting a girlfriend that year at Virginia Union, 2014. Um, so, you know, just traveling back and forth from home, four hours, trying to, you know, go see her and, you know, see family, but, you know, still try to stay at school as much as I can and stay in the gym. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm working out like every day trying to make sure the coaches see that I'm still able to play once my time comes that next year. Yep. Uh, in the gym with, uh, with one of my guys, uh, Dominique, and we were in the gym to like 11, 12, 1 a.m. Like it didn't matter. Yeah. Like I was in the gym working out. Cause when your number's called, you were going to be yeah. ready. And right when the season ended, they fired the coach. So all that work, and that's that, how it goes in college, though. Fired the coach, so now a new coach comes in. He don't know what you've been doing. He doesn't doesn't, doesn't know. He's like bringing he, a whole new system, a whole new yep. everything. And he saw me play in an open gym once, and I was a scorer in high school. Like everybody knows, I was scorer yeah. in high school. But then once I once I started to understand the game, I'm like I can score when I not when I want to, but when I need to. And assist and yeah, because I mean you're leading the team as a point right. guard, and um, you're the quarterback on the court essentially. Yeah, and but I knew I had other scores on correct you know, on the court with me, so I'm like, okay, well let's just give them the ball and you know I'll score. You when knew I need everyone's to. roles, right? And I call him. I I get back to Charlotte and I call him. I'm like, hey, coach, um, you know, just trying to check and see what what we're looking like for next year. As far as you making the team, he was like, uh. I don't think I'll need you for next year. Um, I want to bring, you know, more more of the guys that's coming from the DMV area. And, you know, in that open gym that you played in, you pass the ball a lot. Most coaches like that. Like, bro, I, for one, I'm a point guard. That's, that's my role. <laughs> right. And uh, for two, like, I mean, I scored when I needed to. I made open shots. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a point guard. You weren't forcing or. Right. Right. So, again, here we are not knowing what's next and not getting the recognition I deserve again, because there's people that's coming back to play on this team that are vouching for me. Like coach, like good, like need him or we want him. And when you have players doing that, that speaks a lot. Yeah. He was just not with it. So now it's like, all right, (laughs) back to square one. Another, another thing against you. Yep. Back to square one. But then again, like I said, going to John C. Smith, um, like I said, Coach Cheryl recruited me. I was like, well, if you give me some money, I'll, I'll come. He's like, we'll figure it out. End up getting a scholarship to Smith. Um, and that's in the back backyard, basically. Yeah. Charlotte. And reality set in again. Uh, I would play 
maybe two games, then I would sit for three. I would play one game, sit for two games. I would play four games, maybe. But during these games I'm playing in. You're producing. Producing. But, bro, I'm only playing like seven, eight minutes. Seven, eight minutes a game. I remember because um, we ended up winning the Southern Division uh, the year I played in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Going into CIAA number one seed. The game before we go into CIAA, I played, uh, I played seven minutes. I had six assists in seven minutes. Six assists in seven minutes. That's crazy. I mean, I didn't really score, but. Assist is. Right. Um, we end up winning the game. And every, like, literally every game that I played in, except for maybe like one, we won. What, what, do you know why or what do you um, think? So I, I, I went and talked to the coach uh, after one of the practice, um, Coach Joyner. And I just asked him, I'm like, hey, like, what do I need to do to get more playing time? You came at it in a respectful, yeah. professional way. Yeah. Like, it was just me, him, and Coach Cheryl, you know, just standing there. And um, he says, uh, son, you're, you're, you're just in a, in a bad, bad spot right now. Basically, because there was already, Other, already a guard ahead of me, uh, Robert Davis, who ended up winning the CIAA Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Rob's good. Um, and then uh, another guy, uh, Dre, Dre Huntley. I played against Dre in, in Juco. Um, but Dre had already been there as well. So me and Dre were kind of battling for that that second spot. And and don't get me wrong, Dre is is, is good as well. He's a five 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 four point guard. Mm-hmm. Can do everything. A little mugsy. Yeah, can do everything. And um, you know, Coach Jordan just told me you're in a bad spot. But it's just like I'm producing every game that I play in. So again, not getting the recognition I deserve. Mm-hmm. So going into the CIAA tournament as number one seed, first game at Hornets Arena, you know, it's the whole bottom bowl is filled up. Mm-hmm. I'm asking, I'm asking my guys, my teammates, like before the, like a couple of days before the game, we're practicing at the arena. I'm like, bro, do y'all, y'all think I'm going to play next game? Because I, I didn't know because throughout I mean, the it, season. It's Shea, it's a roller yeah. coaster. Throughout the season, I'm only playing like two games here, sit for four games and one game here, sit for two. And they're like, yeah, bro, like you played good last game. I, I think you'll get some minutes. I'm like, man, I hope so. Cause like I'm I mean, playing in Charlotte. Correct. You got your the family, Arena, friends. got family, got my ex-girlfriend. Like everybody's at the game. I'm like, man, I I'm ready. Playing Livingstone, who's our rival. Like yep. the whole like I said, the whole bottom bowl is filled up. A couple people, even a couple people's at the top. Um, game goes into double overtime. I play the last 32 seconds. Last 32 seconds of the game. And we're already down by 12. So it's it's trash game minutes. Is over. So I, I was so upset, like, I was so upset that I didn't care what happened. I didn't care what happened. Mm-hmm. He put me in the game. Um, I'm like, you know what, man? Like, wherever I touch this ball, I'm shooting it. One step across half court. Caught it, shot it, didn't care. I hit the rim. Not like, it's, not like, it's not like an air ball, but I hit the rim. But, like, I, I just You're I making a statement, kind of. Yeah, like, I'm like, I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care. We, like lost, we lost the game so hard. Yeah. And like, this is what I'm getting. Coming to practice every day. Um, so our locker room is downstairs. I'm carrying the ball rack with another freshman downstairs every day. Had to shave my head bald to be cut. Yeah, that's that's another thing. So uh, a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people would know, but we, we shaved. It's a tradition at John C. Smith. Mm-hmm. All newcomers and freshmen have to shave their head bald before the first home game. If you don't. You don't play. For that game or until you shave it? Until you do it. So I did it thinking I'm going to play. And now I'm like, I shouldn't have did it. 
because I didn't play as much yeah. as I thought I would. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of sacrifices, you know, that I made. And on, and on, on top of playing basketball, going to school full time, trying to balance out a relationship, um, not playing on an organized team like that in about two years. Mm-hmm. So I'm you've been try- a footlocker yeah, and I'm trying to trying bro, to get to where you could be. Bro, I was I was still working at Footlocker during the season. Still working at Footlocker during the season. And still I was still at home because I, I was like, it's there's no point in me paying to live to live on what, campus. Twenty minutes away yeah, to or live whatever. On campus when I could stay at home. Correct. Yeah. So and like I said, it's still got stuff going on at home too. Yeah. So Dealing with that, basketball, working, and going to school full time. I mean, a lot of a lot of people didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, it was it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of stress going on um, at at that time. But again, basketball was the outlet. But I didn't take basketball as serious as I probably should have while I was there because I, I didn't work out. Because my mind was just everywhere. It else. had everything. A lot of other stuff. So I was going like, on. after practice, I'm like. Now it's six o'clock. I gotta be to work. So now that's stressing me out. Then right after work, I got homework. So it's like everything was just piling up all at one time. Um, it was stressful. Then after Smith, um, I had a semester to I had a semester to play because you know I guess, red shirt and yeah, all that all of that stuff eligib- and, um, eligibility. I sent a letter to the NCAA to give me an extra extra semester to so play. So you could have a year. So I can have a full year. Um, all I needed was a signature from my AD, from Smith. My Let AD, me guess. I'm going to guess he wouldn't sign it. My AD was the head coach. They didn't want to sign it. Because he said that uh, I ended up going to an overseas camp in Vegas during that summer. You know, I'm like, well, I only got a semester. I'm going through all this NCAA stuff. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back and play or not. So Correct. I was like, well, I might as well just go try this. While I can pay for my flight, pay for my hotel, pay for a rental car, everything, have receipts, everything. Go back and ask him, like, hey, um, talk to NCAA, prove it um, to give me another semester. All I need is a signature and uh, your explanation of why you, you know, you want to sign it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, um, you went over, you did this. Oh, I heard you went over, you know, you did this overseas camp and. I don't want to have the NCAA come back on us and say, you know, you got paid to do this. And this is, you know, when, when you saved your receipts, right. For proof, saved everything. He was like, nah, I don't, I don't. Then on top of that, I don't think we're going to need you again with the, we don't need you. Yeah. I mean, that's just defeating. Yeah. And I was like, now I'm just thinking my basketball career is over. Mm-hmm. Like I've worked from three years old trying to, make it to play profession and and it wasn't an easy journey wasn't at all and uh yeah to 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 hear that it's just like all right well, try to figure something else out so i went to two or three camps that summer and uh same thing it was you know we don't have the money to you know pay you to come play over here in mexico or we already have our guy you know the same answer that yeah, you were kind of used to i mean you don't really have any stats like you weren't good enough in college and I would have if I would have gotten the playing time. All of that. So I just kind of kind of gave up on basketball. Like, How was that? I mean, play. it couldn't have been easy. Uh, it, it, it wasn't. Um, I mean, I, I still have the urge to play now. But uh, I guess, you know, like I keep saying, reality setting. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, all right, man, try one more time. If you don't get it, say you did. Yep. So 
tried it again and it just didn't work out. So that next year, I had, I had another year or another semester to graduate. During that semester, I started coaching at West Mech. Uh, I yeah, do remember that, yeah. yeah. I coached West Mech JV basketball team. Um, so again, I'm working at Foot Locker. School. <laughs> School, and now I'm coaching. So it's like, <laughs> it's still living at home. Like, there's all of this stuff, you know, and still trying to manage a relationship through all this stuff. So it's like, uh, again, a lot, a lot of stress. A lot of stress. But main focus was still, you know, to finish school and basketball. Yeah, because I mean, coaching. school, yeah, because school's important. Yeah. Um, but I think from knowing what you do now, that prepared you kind Man. of. Um, from my I, perspective that yeah, I've seen yeah doing what I do now well just just to even get to the point where I'm at right now like bro like I I, I can quote Nipsey Hussle I went through every literally every emotion here where I'm at. every emotion being upset with myself to crying alright I finally made it to next day it's like damn no you didn't like, <laughs> yeah no you didn't um, yeah I went through a hard time hard time uh, so like I said, I was in a relationship, in a relationship for five years, you know, about to propose that following year. I don't think she knew. I don't think anybody had it in my head to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just end up, uh, we ended up breaking up. It hard, bro. Like, hard. Because uh, we ended up moving with each other and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it hit hard. Uh, she was probably someone that you could open up to and yeah, talk like, about your stress everything. and just. Everything, Whatever, yeah. Everything. Um, a safe person, yeah. like basketball is and your I safe was, place. You know, and still to this day, like I'm still, you know, kind of tight with her family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hit, it hit hard. Uh, so that that was going on. Um, like I said, still dealing with stuff at home. That was going on. Um, I had been working for an agency, a uh, sports agency, doing scouting for like a year, and uh, didn't make one penny off of. Like I'm emailing, you know. GMs and stuff like that overseas and G, uh, GMs for G League teams mm-hmm. and all of that and got a couple guys overseas and didn't make one cent. So it was like trying to deal with that. Um, fresh off of not being able to play basketball anymore. And uh, and helping guys and helping to get to where your dream was. Bro, when I say I hit like rock bottom, I, I didn't know I didn't know what to do anymore. Like I didn't know what to do. Like, but that wasn't even like the the lowest point that I've I've been at. Mm-hmm. Even though I thought it was, um, but I did end up going to uh, to therapy. Um, I'm going to see Miss Patricia. That uh, right, right works. Right works. Therapy is amazing. Time. It yeah. took me forever to get into therapy, but once I got in there yeah. and really started opening up, like just speaking on it and right. sharing it with someone else and it makes a difference. Yeah, just just getting it out. Um, and like I tell a lot of people now, like, feel your feelings. Like, no matter what it is, whether you're happy, sad, mad, upset, like, disappointed, whatever it is, like, feel it. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, how it feels to feel that way. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, how do I get myself out? Correct. And um, and I learned that with Miss Patricia, like you, if you feel your feelings, you can give yourself 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And after that, let it go. Because don't dwell on it. Right. Because when you dwell on it, that's when you're trapped and stuck and you don't have that so-called freedom. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I was I was I dealt with that. And then uh, got a new agency. 
um, that I was I was working with. Um, so my nephew Tashan Alexander, uh, he was playing at Creighton, and um, I get a call from. Uh, they went pretty far in the tournament that year, didn't they? No, no, because I that was uh, I remember watching the COVID him. year, the COVID year. So oh yeah, bro, we were literally at uh, Madison Square Garden. I was watching this. We were watching this game at Square Garden. Stop the game at halftime. Stop the game at halftime. Uh, like called the game. Called the game at halftime due to COVID. What? And they they were the, they were the last uh, they were the last conference. The Big East was the last conference to to stop playing because ACC ACC and SEC um, that morning canceled the rest of their games. But the Big East were like, you know what? Oh, I do remember. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and play our games. They ended up stopping the game at halftime. So, because this was twenty twenty. Yep, twenty twenty. I remember because they didn't even have the tournament that year. Mm-mm. I remember that now. Yep. Oh, twenty twenty. This weird COVID seems like it was forever ago. Even because yep. in the world we live in, something big happens and then the news media allows you to forget it because it's something else. And yep. yep. So that happened, and um, that summer I get a call from uh Ronnie Chalmers, mm. Mario Chalmers, dad, who's my cousin. Okay. Trying to recruit Tashana to come onto the team. Uh, you know, I, I just was telling him, you know, the stuff that I do. You know, I was like, I, I scout kids and stuff like that. He was like, well, you might as well, you know, just come join us. Okay. Like, okay, cool. Um, and I've been, you know, been down with them ever since. And you knew a lot of players too. Yeah. And I and I can, I can get in touch. With, I can get in touch with a lot of players. I mean, and we'll talk about it a little bit, but you, yeah. you got some, <laughs> some high profile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but he ended up going to a different agency. Um, my nephew did. Then didn't sign with us, which was which was fine with me, because uh, at the end of the day, I, I let him make his decisions. I'm just there to support. If him. you need help, correct. I, I got you. I'm, like you said, support him. Um, but at the end of the day, that's that's your that's your decision. My sister, my brother-in-law. Your journey. Your yep. Exactly. Need my help. You got you know my, my number, number, and right. <laughs> you know if my not, number. I'll catch you at the barbecue or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I've been doing this, this scouting thing, uh, about three years now. And, um, crazy is, uh, only made like $2,500 past three years. Wow. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's, and that's no knock to like the agency that I, that I've been with or anything like that. Um, but we just haven't had it in the budget and I, and I've known that, but like I always tell people, if you love what you do, it's, it's never like, it's never hard or it's, it's never like a job to you. Correct. And I and I love like helping people. Like I tell people all the time, I feel like God put me on this earth to help. Same for me. I mean, I've always enjoyed helping people, but I had to go through my own dark, long journey. People praying for me. Right. Pe- family expecting the phone call. Hey, come identify his body. Yeah. Um, and that call came, but I woke up, and because I went through that, just like you went through your um basketball career the roller coaster you know you're able to help because of your journey and um you know me applying to grad school and today got offered the job at charlotte rescue mission congrats on that thank you um i mean took a pay cut and you know but when like you said when you have that passion for Mm it um you know and it's a weekend job it's full time so it's 48 hours and two days on the weekend but you got to grind and put in the sacrifices to get where you want to be. Yeah. Um, and like, again, the passion yeah. plays a big part. Yeah. But I mean, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I bring up the $2,500 because uh, it's, it's never really about money to me. As, as long as I can 
help you be successful, I'm I'm good. And people remember that. Yeah, I'm good. Like conversations and making connections. That that's why I feel like I I excel at money's and and I tell people all the time, money's gonna come. It you just money's, gotta be yeah, patient. Money's gonna and, come. Be patient and keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. As as long as you can get A out of the way and move on to B. And you've had a lot of A's. Yeah. Had a lot of A's, but then you can move on to B, but then don't forget about A. And remember how you dealt with them in a negative way or even a positive way. Yeah. So when that happens again, how do you navigate that? Exactly. Um, so I, I, I can, I can say like my lowest time. Um, yeah. Speak on that. Man, bro, like, Cause I mean, up to now there's been a lot of lows, yeah. you know, but with my journey, I had a lot of lows and yeah. I thought those were rock bottoms, but you know. My rock bottom came almost two years ago, thankfully. Yeah. Glad you still. Yeah. So uh, I was working at, at Hertz. Um, I was working at Hertz for probably about a year and a half. Matter of fact, I was working with my, my roommate back from uh, Rock Hammond Community College, Bobby. <laughs> and uh, y'all are paying for your food now, though. Yeah, we're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> we, got some, we got some money now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the agency called me and they were like, hey, uh, we want you to go to Vegas. For, for two months to do basically like manage the guys that we had signed to our agency. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like my breakthrough. Like this is the time like, I'm going to. This, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, so I get to Vegas, um, quit my job, like put my job like all together. I'm thinking like, all right, like I'm, I'm good now. Like I'm set. I'm good. Get to Vegas. Finally, uh, my time is coming. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm out there for two months. And didn't get a dollar, but I had I had money saved up from working at Hertz that I could. So they weren't even I could take care of myself. No, like I got, but I could I could take care of myself while I was out there and take care of the guys buying groceries. And don't get me not, I can't say they did you know reimburse me here and there, but it wasn't everything Every, that I correct. you know I spent. Um, and for listeners, we're in North Carolina. Yeah, over the West Coast, it's. I don't know. I know like San Francisco, all that's like five, six times the rate yeah, exactly. here. So exactly. So uh, we're not getting paid the salary that they are over there right. is the cost of living. Right. So um, that was going on. And then uh, I, and then like on top of all of that, like I'm still dealing with the pain from the breakup the breakup. Cause that doesn't, that, that it, takes a it while. It didn't go away. Like it, it didn't go away. Um, Cause I mean, that was a five year relationship. Yeah. Like strong five year relationship. Cause my that, longest, I think, They've been under a year. Yeah. Because, I mean, I had my addiction and mental health, yeah. and rightfully so. <laughs> they didn't last long. Yeah. Um, so I can't imagine five-year breakup. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I came back home, and then, you know, I, I didn't get paid till two months later. Now that, that was the $2,500 that I got two months after I came back home. Um, mm. And now I don't have a job. Because you quit Hertz thinking quit Hertz. this is going to be the breakthrough. I'm going to. Yeah. But on top of all of that, I still had an apartment I had to pay for. Still had a car note that I had to pay for. So all of those bills piled up for those two months. Mm -hmm. That $2,500 went straight to that phone, all of that. So now I'm left with basically nothing. And I'm going back home to live with my parents because I, I, I didn't have an apartment anymore. Yeah. Um, so I had been out of a job for almost two years. And uh, again, reality set. I'm emailing jobs applying for jobs for two years nobody wants to hire. when i like in my resume like i worked at parks and recs worked at hertz worked at Foot Locker, worked front desk at a hotel while doing 
10 other things. Exactly. Um, volunteer work, like graduate of John C. Smith University, basketball team, like coaching, coaching, all of that. Nobody wanted to hire me. And it goes back to everything everybody's always said. It's you're you start to enough. believe it. And you're not good enough. Uh, we found a, a better candidate for this position. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard the like, same stuff. Literally, I can go in Google right now on my, my Gmail and just type in, we found a better candidate for the position. And you just get a list. It'd be about 30, 40. Of them. And that's going back to third grade. Going back to third grade. Up until like your whole life. Yeah. So dealing with that, not having a job, um, still dealing with the breakup. Let me ask you this, because for me, suicide was always on my mind during my journey. Was that ever? Yep. Yep. Um, this was oh yeah, March. March of 23? November. So just recent. four or five months ago. Recent. Was this the first time? Yeah. That, like, oh. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't try anything, but like every day, I'm just driving on the highway. Like, what that, if I just turn my wheel left? Mm-hmm. What if I just hit this median? Would anybody miss me? Like, would anybody be like? Because I mean, I remember your Facebook posts. Like, yeah. I mean, I reached out, but I didn't know. Yeah, you know. But I remember you were saying like stuff that kind of alluded, and that's when I started to reach out. Like, hey, yeah. you want to come on? And yeah, but I had no idea it was that severe. Yeah, it was. It was so I'm was, glad you're still here. It was. It was. It was bad, bro. Like I said, dealing with stuff at home, not having a job, not making any money. And not a job for two years and getting the yeah. nose. Yeah. It's not just a month or two out. Right. Right. And then um, on top of that, I was in Austin. I, this this past year, we did our pre-draft in Austin, Texas. Um, a lot of people don't know this, that uh, the whole month and a half that I was there, uh, I was taking care of five guys um, in a four-bedroom house. Mm. Five guys in a four bedroom house, right? There was five beds. Five guys. So there's I'm six care- total. Right. So you're on the couch. No. I'm in the closet. I had to sleep in a closet for a month and a half. I still have I ha- I have a video of where I had to sleep at. Like literally, like it was just enough room for me to put a bed in it. That was it. Smaller than a jail cell. Smaller. Probably same size. So are- maybe, maybe same size. I've never been in a jail cell. Yeah. But yeah. I have it. Yeah. Yeah, like literally, I walk in to the closet. I'm right at the bed already. A jail cell might have a little more room. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah, that's well, what, smaller than a that's jail cell. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm again sleeping. sacrificing, sacrificing. But I felt that I didn't let it get to me. I, I did, I did, but I, I didn't because I'm like these guys. They're they're going somewhere, so I have to help them. Not saying that I'm not going anywhere, but correct. But your your job, your passion is right. to help them get right. to where. Right. They want to. Right. And no matter what time, because we had 24 hour access to, to the gym that we were working out at. Was it we're, a close, was it close to where y'all were staying? It was or? literally right across the street, right, well, right across the highway. So. Did they have cars like a, or were you having to transport? It's, I had to drive. So you were literally. I had to drive. Like a parent for these. Bas- it was the same thing I had to do in Vegas. So. Um, helped them to buy groceries with my own money. Um, we needed water because we ran out of water a lot. Um, but don't get me wrong. We had, uh, uh, we worked out at another place called ROI. They had meals prepared for us. Um, that drive was probably like 30 minutes every day. So I'm having to drive there every day. But like I say, with the guys, you know, they wanted to work out 11 o'clock. Cause I mean, they're, 
I mean, some of them 3 a.m. probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's their dream. That's their 100% exactly. focus is on. So if, if that's your dream and that's your passion, right there with Call you. Call KJ. Yeah, right there with you. So I'm in the gym with them at 11, 8, you know, 11 p.m., 1 a.m., and I'm not just rebounding. I'm oh, I've seen trying to work out with them. You're running with them. Yeah. Um, and you got to think in the back of your head, you're like, I, why I can, not me? I can still do this a little. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, this, this is going to work out for me. Is this God's purpose for yeah. my life? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I keep saying it, but again, the reality hit. While I'm thinking about, you know, being in this closet, uh, I get a call um, from my, my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know how bad it was until she called me. Grandmother was sick and she never showed like how sick she was. And uh, next day I get another call while I'm in the gym, while I'm in the gym working out. Well, they're working out, mm. um, you know, helping out. Mom was like, uh, probably not going to make it through the night. Mm. And you're a three hour, four hour Austin, flight away. Uh, Auto in Austin, Texas. Correct. So, you know, they're asking me like, do you want to come home? Like, do you want to come home? Like we'll pay for it. My sister, both my sisters, my mom, my dad, everybody want to come home. Like, we'll pay for your flight right like right now. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you. Like, don't worry about money. Like, because in my mind, I'm like, I don't have any money to pay for this flight. Like, I got, I have, I've been paying for groceries. Yeah, I've been paying for everything here. Yeah. Like, I don't have money to pay for anything. They're like, don't worry about money. Like, we'll pay for your flight and all of that. Bro, like, when I say, like, I broke down, like, in the gym, like, no, like nobody knew why, like, nobody knew. Like, I broke down, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cry. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to show them like what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like they, and they, they didn't know what was going on. Like I, right after I got off the phone, with my mom, I'm right back into rebounding, but I'm I had to go off a little bit and I started shooting free throws. And that's when I started crying. Cause it is, it started to, to hit like, yep. I'm not gonna be able to see my grandmother. So mm-hmm. then, um, maybe like a couple hours later, my, my cousin FaceTime me like, yo, um, they you know, say your goodbyes to grandma. Like, about to, you know, take her out the ventilator. Mm. So I'm on the phone, like, seeing her, like, hooked up to all these machines. I'm like, bro, I, I still had to, like, I can still see it to this day. Like, I'm saying goodbye to her and stuff like that. Over FaceTime. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, literally the only one that's not there. Like, you can't touch her, hold her, kiss her. I'm the only one that's not there. And um, next day, uh, 11, 11, 12, I think, I don't, mom calls me, gone. Mm. I just. Broke down. I'm like, I, 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 I sat outside for at least like two hours just by myself, crying like uncontrollably. Like, cause like I said, I'm I'm trying to help these guys. I'm spending all my money, sleeping in a closet. Um, if guys had workouts, had to drive them to the airport, which was 45 minutes away from the house, to then drive back to take the rest of the guys to go work out 30 minutes away to another facility. Get groceries. Get at some groceries. Point. Like all of this, so I'm I'm having to do all of this, and now I can't even see my grandmother. Just the weight of everything, everything. is just piling on. Piling you. on. Um, so I'm 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 dealing with with all of that, and and again, everybody's asking me, "Do you want to come home? Like, do you want to come home?" Like, like I do, but yeah, I feel I, like I can't. I, I started this, so I have to finish it. Mm-hmm. So um, and then I, you know, I just I just thought to myself and asked myself like. What would, you know, what would my grandma want me to do? They'll probably be like, KJ, just stay out there and <laughs> don't get in no trouble and be safe. That's a grandma's. That's, that's, that's what they that's would a, say. That's exactly what I did. I, I stayed out there, and then a week later, after I got back home, because I only had like 
three or four more days to stay out there anyway. Mm -hmm. Like a week later after I got home, that's when we had a funeral. So just dealing with that, thinking, thinking back to you know, not having a job, not having any money, um, and spending the money that you don't have on spending others. the money that I don't have. Uh, try to talk to try try to you know have relationships with with women and mm -hmm. just didn't work out. Um, you know, not being able to get guys overseas as quick as I thought I was going to be able to. Um, the agency wasn't really doing anything for me. Jobs kept telling me, you're not good enough. You know, we found a better candidate. I, bro, I started to spiral out. I spiraled out. Like, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. So that's when that's when depression hit, like, hard. Mm -hmm. That's when suicide hit hard. I'm like, what's the point of being here? Like, again, I'm 30 years old living at home with my parents. Mm -hmm. Like I've been getting no or you're not good yeah. enough. Back I don't third need grade. you. Like I don't need you. Like all of that. Um, yeah, like all that hit at one time. So what do you do then? Um, how'd you get out of it? Work through it. Honestly, I, I, I just, I, I felt everything. Again, going back I, to Miss Patricia. Yeah, I just felt everything. Um, and that's hard to do, but you got to do it. Yeah, I just, I felt, I just felt everything. And uh, over this, over this past summer, um, you know, I was. With Mario a lot, Mario Chan was a lot. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time in Miami, stuff like that. I met a bunch of people, Michael Beasley, like big bro to me. You're working. I was about to say you're working out with him a yeah. lot. And, uh, the champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Floyd met him over the summer during uh, during summer league. Have a great relationship with him now. Um, and uh, I called I called Mike uh, one day because now I'm I'm helping coach at Olympic High School. Uh, during the season, I, I called him, you know, right after I had those thoughts. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I don't know if you guys seen this this episode, uh, The Pivot. Um, you know, Mike went through a lot, too. And, you know, me and Mike relate to a lot of stuff, which is crazy. Like, we relate to a lot of stuff. We we have conversations about everything, and, and we're like the same person almost. And it's good to have that person yeah. that you can relate with and literally just... yeah. So, uh, talk your life experience and work through it. I called him, you know, and I, I told him about everything that was going on. And he was like, bro, like, you feel like you don't have a purpose on this earth? Nobody does. Like, nobody does. Because you have a purpose just as much as they have a purpose. And just, just as much, much as, as the person at the grocery store. Yeah. So if you don't feel like you have a purpose, like, nobody does. And then, um, I, same thing with Floyd. Like, I'm on FaceTime with Floyd and he's like, you just got to keep going. Like, just keep going. I don't know his history, but yeah. he probably didn't get success overnight, yeah. you know? So it, he was dealing with um, his his nephew committing suicide. Same thing. Dealing with depression. Mm -hmm. His nephew committed suicide in, in one of his houses. And I can't think of where it was, but um, he was dealing with that stuff. So he was just telling me, like, bro, you just, everything's going to work out. It will. And exactly like we said earlier, like, you have to be patient. Everything's going to work out. Because um, it's God's time. Yeah. It's like for me, when I tried to do it myself, I was facing prison and I died and woke up off life support. Right. So you got to be patient. And then I, I have. It's easier said than done, though. And I still have those, you know, those talks with, you know, my, my best friends. I call them my brothers now. Mm -hmm. um, they are. Yeah. John Parham and, you know, Demario Cloud. We, we talk damn near every day. Um, just about different stuff. Just about life. You know their kids and basketball, like yeah, like everything. And um, you know they 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 also you know 
got me out of, you know, those mindsets and stuff like that, along with, you know, my other friend, Mellow Hunt. A lot of dudes polite, like, like you said, you have Marcus. Julius, yeah, Marcus, Marcus Polite, brother. episode 15, go yeah. check it out. Yeah, Julius is his name. Yeah. But all of those guys, man, um, got me out of those, you know, ways. And of you thinking. need those so-called foxhole yeah. brothers where you can call them at 3 a.m. and they're going to answer and yeah. be there for you. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely there for that. Um, even Mario, like Mario don't talk much, but if I need Mario for anything, like I, I know I can call him. I know I can call him for anything. Um, yeah, bro. Damn. This is, and it is, like I said, it's a lot of stuff people don't, don't know about and that I go through on a, on a, on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. like on a day-to-day basis. Like it's a, a lot of stress that I put on myself, um, you know, coaching, helping or assistant coaching at, you know, basketball girls and boys team at Olympic went 22 and five this year. Um, and there's different emotions that goes on throughout the season. Like even with the kids, mm-hmm. but now that I'm so wrapped up in, in mental health and, and, you know, and understand the changes and attitudes and mannerisms and stuff like that, like I can sense it and I can notice it. And I had a, had a kid on a team um, that has some stuff going on at home as well. Mm-hmm. You know, his mom being an alcoholic and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of the same thing that, you know, I've been going through. We related. And I went up to him and asked him, like, bro, like, what's going on? Like, you all right? They're like, yeah, bro, I'm good. I'm like, no, like. So when someone okay? says I'm fine or I'm yeah. good, you're not. Exactly. So I'm like, nah, bro, like, talk to me. Are you good? And he just spilled everything. Like we like we sat we sat in the gym for probably about fifteen twenty minutes. He he like cried because like he had all this stuff going. I'm like, dude, like I I knew you had stuff going, but I told y'all from the beginning, like y'all have anything that y'all need to talk about, whatever, like come oh, talk to yeah. me. Yeah, like, come talk to me. And um, after we had that conversation, his he's in, his demeanor changed, around. and he because yeah, he knew he had um a role model, someone that was older yeah. that could pour into him, that's dealt with what he's dealt with going exactly. through and exactly he wasn't alone right the purpose of this podcast like because people can look at you you know before i started people maybe could look at me there's some public records out there mm-hmm. but people don't know yeah. you know like i say everyone's got a story everyone's got struggles you felt alone i felt alone but we're yeah. not alone right you know and people still think like you know, oh aj's famous now because it was Floyd Mayweather and he hangs out with Michael Beasley and Mario Chalmers and knows all these people and he's traveling all the time. But what they don't know. But they yeah, but what they don't know is A through Z has happened and I'm trying to figure out Z back to A. Like you're still not getting yeah. paid. Still still That's what not. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, still not getting paid. I you're mean st- I, I substitute teacher at Olympic now. But yeah. But you're not That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then on on top of all that, when I didn't have a job, like I'm this is this is another reason why like I spiraled out too because uh, I was driving for Amazon Flex, nobody mm-hmm. knew it. Driving for Amazon Flex, doing DoorDash, and every time I would drop a package off or drop some food off, I'm like, "What am I doing? Yeah, like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like literally, I'm I'm crying dropping packages off. Like why am I doing this? Yeah, like I have all these talents and know all of these people." But I'm dropping packages off in my own car, like dropping, going out 30, 45 minutes 
from Charlotte, drop a package off, and I'm driving my own car. And in the back I'm, of your head, you're we went with someone that was better. Spending gas money, all of that. I'm just like, I know I shouldn't. There's a reason and there's a purpose, and we got to be patient. Yeah. And it's hard to be patient. You know, we're both in that patient waiting and figuring out. Our, we know our purpose, but it's yeah. how is our, what, what is God going to use yeah. us? What's his purpose for us? We know it's helping others, but how? Mm-hmm. And just sticking to his plan and being faithful, which it's not easy. Yeah. And then, then, I, then I also go back to, you know, me just being the person that I am, like the first thing I, I ask somebody is like, you all right? Like, I'll be like, what's up? Like, you good? Whether they, you know, tell me they are or not, is I, I made that initiative. Like, mm-hmm. like, is that person okay? Like I was back at Olympic a couple of weeks ago. Never talked to this girl a day in my life. One of the students at the school. Uh, she runs track. And, um, you know, she comes out, she's walking down the hall. I'm like, hey, like. She's talking to a couple couple of the girls that was standing beside me. She's like, I was like, hey, like, what's going on? She was like, not much. I'm like, you good? She was like, honestly, no. I'm like, what's wrong? She was like, well, this is kind of like TMI, but um, I take a bunch of medications because I'm suicidal. I have depression. I have ADD. Um, I have all this other stuff going on with me, and I don't want to take my medicine anymore. And when I try to talk to people, like, nobody wants to listen. I'm like... Okay, talk. I'm giving you this space. Yeah. I'm like, and she's standing in front of everybody, but I'm giving you this this one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's around. If you need to talk, talk right now. Yep. And she just goes on and on about, you know, why she's suicidal and why she, you know, has done what she's done. Like, And she told me that three months ago, if it would have went through, like she would have been dead for three months. Mm. And after the conversation was over, she was like, like I really just want to say thank you because nobody I was going to say no one's probably ever asked her yeah. how are you doing like nobody ever listens to you. and so I say that to say you know people really need to ask that question like well I mean whether you feel comfortable or, or not it's okay to ask somebody if they're okay like and whether they give you the real answer as long as you make that initiative mm-hmm. like you did something because a, a quote that you know I I I can put is if I had a a number of time that I had left to live, would you still care? Like, would mm. you, you've been saying no to me this whole time. Like, I, I want to talk to you. No, I'm, I don't want to talk to you. But now I'm now I'm giving you a timetable on when I'm about to die Depart, or pass away. Yeah. Don't care. Then. Does that change you wanna, your you want to talk to me then? Yep. So it's, it's just taking that initiative of, of just asking somebody like you, you good, like you're OK need something and that's all it takes to, to, to change somebody's mindset like because who knows what that girl could have done yeah. later that afternoon the next exactly. day or whatever but you probably you saved her life probably. And, now, and now every time i see her she she speaks to me and she's been happy like ever since not saying that i i did that but but you created a space to where yep. yeah she's been and happy if something happens since. in the future she'll feel comfortable to come exactly. to you without you having to pass her in the hallway and say you good exactly so, um, I mean, my, my model now is, you know, I, I have, I, I, I do pro runs now, um, here in Charlotte and you got some pickups and I've been having a lot of different pro guys coming there. Trevor Booker, Mario, Ian Miller, a bunch of pro guys coming there and play. And, uh, my model now is just, 
All I need is a platform. I'll figure out the rest. Because, and that goes on from the third grade. Like, I had to maneuver through everything from the third grade on. And it's gotten me to where I am today. Like, I've I've had a platform at, at every step of my life. And I've figured out how to manage and get through it. And you've had to create that. It's not been myself. handed to you. I've never it's almost been tried handed. to pull away from you. I've never had anything and I don't, I don't expect anything to be handed. I honestly don't want anything. Correct. Cause it, it doesn't, it doesn't have that, the full meaning and purpose. Me. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't, be, it doesn't benefit. Um, and the same thing, you know, goes back to, to, to Floyd. Like I don't want anything handed from him. Like people always be like, people always say, you know, Floyd Mayweather. And if I was in your shoes, I would have been had, you know, he would, I would have been had some money from him. I would have did, I would have been this. He probably been wouldn't have been messing with exactly. them. I was a genuine, I was a genuine person from the day I met him and still am. Like our first conversation was, I said that, um, you're, you're a regular person to me. Like I'm around pro guys all the time. Like you're a regular person. They, their heartbeats just yeah. like ours. They got exactly. blood just like us. I mean, he came back and was like, "No, I'm 50. No, I'm I'm a champ. Like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm the but champ." But see, he, he, comedic. Yeah, you know, he was making a joke. Yeah, and but I'm like, I mean, he he is. But yeah, you yeah. Know. I was like, but I mean, yeah, and congratulations on all that. But at the end of the day, like, you're still a regular person. You got to get eight hours. You got to yeah. sleep. You got to eat. Exactly. You got to take care of your mind, your body. And I think that's the reason why, like, he became so close to me. Like, got his number right after that. Like. All of that. So, and the same thing goes with Michael Beasley. The first time I met him, I knew he had a clothing line. Uh, and I was like, how much is it? Like, I'll, I'll pay for it. He was like, bro, like, that was crazy. Everybody always asks me, can they get stuff for free? Like, you're probably like the first person that's ever asked, like, can you pay for it? You know what? I'll, I'll send you a box. Never got it. Still ain't got it. But M- Michael, if you're listening, send yeah, KJ. Send, send my KJ's gear, bro. Send gear. my gear. But <laughs> nah, uh, I mean, it, I mean, it's just about you know being genuine. And you played pickup with them, and you scored on them. I saw. Yeah, he can't guard me. I saw that. He knows. <laughs> that. He knows he can. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's just about being genuine. Um, taking that initiative of you know just asking somebody exactly, and you know, it goes back to kind of how you were raised. Um in your surroundings um, because you see a lot of people who aren't genuine and you can take a look at people around them and um, see, Oh, I got, I see where they get it from, you know, but just being genuine and humble. And at the end of the day, we're all human, you know, and making sure that we're all doing good. Um, And I, and I do want to say, you know, even though I do say I, I have stuff going on at home, I do have two genuine loving parents. Like, no matter what I need to this day, like, mother still gives me money if I need it. Dad still looks out to me if I need it. You know, both my sisters treat me like I'm their kid, like everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. No home life is perfect. Exactly. And if you say it's perfect, you're lying. Exactly. Um, So before we wrap up, I just ask every guest, and you've given a lot of advice. What advice would you give to the listeners? Um, You know, whether it's, high schooler, pro ball player, whoever, but just something that's helped you and advice that's been given to you or just something you've picked up. You might have already said it, but just what advice would you give? Um, be intentional. Be intentional with everything that you do, whether you feel like you're going to mess up, whether you feel like it was a mistake, 
Um, but be intentional uh, because you're, you're, you're going to learn from it and um, learn to make decisions, not choices, because you can learn from decisions while choices are you know, just made on the spot. Um, yeah, just, just be intentional, be genuine. Uh, got a platform, use it, figure out the rest of it. 100%. KJ has been an honor. Thank you for your vulnerability. I mean, you shared a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't know about. Um, so thank you. And, um, I mean, it's going to help a lot of people. You're going to help a lot of people. You already have. Um, I'm just proud to know you and glad to see where, uh, you know, the Lord takes you and just sky's the limit. You know, glad, glad you know to, that already. Glad to see you still here, bro. Glad yeah. to see you still here because, like you said, you've been through a lot, done a lot. Um, God has kept you. Mm-hmm. God is going to continue to keep uh, As long as you continue to go down you know, the right path, you know, we're both going to have slip-ups and yep. mistakes and whatever. But as long as we can continue to do the right thing, think the right way, help as many people as we can, everything's going We got the same mindset. Yeah. And um, I'm glad to know you. It's been an honor. And I'll have to have you back on and Definitely. Um, get some of your boys on here. Because, again, everyone's got a story. Yeah. Everyone's got struggles. And we're not alone. I mean, you even said Floyd, a lot of pro guys, people that look up and like, oh, he's got this much money. He's doing mm-hmm. this. They go through the same things. Exactly. It doesn't. Same things. It don't matter your your age, your race, your bank account, your zip code. It affects everyone. And they probably go through it the worst because they're celebrities. Who who so, are your true friends? Like for them, you know, yeah. are people after them for their money or like you, a genuine friendship? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to decipher. And that's why they're so standoffish yeah. and they have their tight circles because they know who the real ones are. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that speaks a lot on you that you are allowed to become in that circle. Um, man, it's, it's good to sit down and chalk it up with you. And um, mental health is huge and still hey. a long ways to go, um, you know, with getting it in the public school systems. and But it's a start. Um, so thank you for sitting down and just being vulnerable. Sure. Um, Thank you all for tuning in this week, episode 60. Can't believe uh, it's been uh, 60 episodes, but thank you all. Go subscribe, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, go give us a follow on Instagram, The Rabbit Hole Show, all underscores. Um, but as I always say, we all have a story. We all have struggles. The good news is you're not alone. Love you all and stay tuned for next week.